unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. Welcome to the Retail War Zone. And tonight, our guest is Stephen Petrovelli. Um, he has written an amazing comic book called Retail. Um, I highly suggest you check it out. So, having said that, Stephen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so, I am a comic book writer based in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I have had the pleasure or displeasure, whatever you want to say, I've worked. Uh, many different retail jobs um, in the King of Prussia Mall, which, for those who don't know, is actually like the second largest mall in the country, uh, about 45 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Um, and I kind of took that and changed and put it into a, a huge passion of mine, which has always been uh, comic books, and uh, decided to say, you know what? People who work in retail, uh, they've got stories too, and kind of you know, went from there. Yeah, so I was going to ask about the inspiration of it. So, and you're correct, King of Prussia. That's a huge, huge mall. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, you know, how long did you work in that mall? So I worked in that mall about seven years um, at different at different uh, places, very different places. Um, I worked at I don't know. Are we allowed to say companies here? Absolutely. I <laughs> so I worked at American Eagle. Uh, that was my first job out of college. Uh, for a couple of years off and on, went to Levi's, then got headhunted back to go to American Eagle. Um, and then after that, I actually, um, well, during that time, I also worked at a comic book store called Uncanny, uh, which is still a King of Pressure Mall and one of my favorite stores. Um, and then I got recruited to work at uh, Omega Watches. And for people who don't know what Omega is, uh, they are very expensive watches, kind of up there in the, ra- the range of uh, Rolex. Oh, wow. Um, and and uh, then from and then from there, I went to like customer service and kind of kind of got out of retail for a little bit. Um, but those were kind of my main uh, the main jobs I had while working at King of Prussia. And the one thing that I definitely would say that kind of helped me when it comes to writing retail is that I have a lot of different experiences when it comes to dealing with customers and kind of what your life is like at those different type of jobs. Yeah, that was the thing, you know, when you sent me the the preview issues and I was reading it and I was telling my wife, I'm like, oh, you got to check this out because without, you know, getting into any kind of your background or talking to you about what you've done, it was quite obvious you knew what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. And so it was, you know, I was like, wow, this is great because it's not anything that I've seen done before. I mean, you know, what what's the feedback been so far on it? It's been great. Um, I, I've I've really enjoyed it. Um, my passion for this also comes from, and I think a large part of uh, you know just people that aren't as in, uh, involved in the comics community that uh, black and life uh, slice of life books, as they're called, are a big kind of cornerstone. They're not huge by any means compared to superheroes and all that stuff, but um, a lot for me especially, those are my favorite type of comics. So. Um, I, I definitely wanted to kind of create something that, um, was true to that, but then also dealt with a lot of experiences that I went to. And I think I forgot the question a little bit. What was it again? Oh, just what the, what was the feedback? Oh, 
Uh, feedback was great. Um, I have a lot of people that told me how relatable it was, um, how they could see themselves as the customer. I actually have a lot of non-comics fans who picked it up uh, because they felt that relatability. I'm very proud uh, to say that um, I have a large uh, female audience, um, but also a very diverse audience because at the end of the day, this is a story that pretty much everyone can relate to. For the most part, everyone's had that, you know, that hourly job dealing with customers every day that they've had to deal with and this to me kind of transport you back or makes you look kind of or look forward to that time when you're in your mid to late 20s and you're like okay i just graduated from college you know i have an english degree i can't get a job so i guess i'll go work at a clothing store at the mall and now what do i do and that quarter life crisis and that's kind of uh the the big crux of it and i've Again, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. I was surprised um, by how much. And then at the same time, I discovered the retail hell side of Twitter, which I didn't even know existed. Yep. Um, and has become probably one of my uh, one of my favorite spots uh, to look at, you know, all the dear customer stuff. Yeah. Uh, blame tag is not with us tonight because he's out serving customers. But he said it best. You know, the, the Twitter retail community is the best retail community. Uh, yeah. Had a question come in from hybrid hooligan. Wanted to know, was Kevin Smith's clerks a motivation <laughs> or inspiration? So I've actually had a lot of people tell me and for a while I didn't want to kind of push clerks as something I worried that would pigeonhole me. Um, but I eventually got to the point where I kind of didn't care and said that Clerks is definitely an inspiration uh, when it when it comes to it. Um, I, I was always a huge Kevin Smith fan. Uh, Clerks, Mallrats, Mallrats is one of my favorite movies. Um, so I wouldn't say like directly an inspiration. Like I didn't say like, oh, I'm going to make this like Clerks. Because uh, the black and white, again, isn't from Clerks. It's actually from independent slice of life comics. Where that's kind of where the black and white comes from. Right. Um, but subconsciously, definitely there was, you know, I've definitely thought about, oh, there's some clerk stuff. I think I don't do as much, um, I don't know what you call it, like that, like heavy banter that clerks does. Um, I definitely don't think I kind of go that far when it comes to it and kind of try to be very realistic with the conversations and the, the, uh, kind of the, the, uh, what's the word? Like the relationships with the characters. Right. So I'll say long story short. Um, not a direct inspiration, but it, I mean, I can't say it wasn't something that definitely wasn't in the back of my mind uh, when it came to creating this comic. Gotcha. Irish Connection says or asks, did you write people you worked with into your comics? <laughs> uh, I definitely did. Um, so if anyone who's seen the cover of it, I have a beard. But when I didn't have my beard, uh, surprising, unsurprising, I actually looked a lot like Mark. Um, so to say this comic is very autobiographical is very, very true. Um, there were a lot of characters that were based on different people that I worked with. Um, the character Jack is actually modeled after, after my old boss, Rob, who I worked with at the comic book store, who was one of my favorite people. Um, and they asked him, Hey, can I draw you as a comic? He said, cool. And went from there and a character that you really get to meet in the third issue, Thomas, um, isn't designed after, but is kind of based on the relationship that I have with actually my best friend, AJ, um, who I actually met while working at American Eagle. And actually, he met his wife while working at American Eagle. Um, so there's definitely parallels with people in the book. I didn't do like a one-to-one -one where it comes to like name and like all that. 
But even when it comes down to customers and things like that, I definitely put um, experiences and people that, that I knew and, and put it into the book. Well, the the one panel that I really enjoyed, and it, it was the conversation with Mark, and was it his mother? Was that correct? The, it's Mark in uh, his ther- in the first issue of issue the first panel of issue three, where he's talking, where they're talking about his brother. Yeah, so that's his. So him talking to his therapist. Ah, so gotcha. But that that was great because all the stuff that was kind of rolling through Mark's head, you know. <laughs> God, all of us in retail at some point in time, we've had yeah. that exact same thought process. <laughs> and it's very, you know, what you've done with the comic is very similar to what um, Adam Cott's done with the Life on the Grocery Line book. There's so much stuff in his book that, you know, when you read it, you can hear voices from your past saying these things and your comic is the same way, you know, and I think you know that's what makes these kind of things beautiful is because it's extremely relatable to to the the millions of people that worked in the business and you know i think you've done a great job you know showing the different you know i mean right down you know to the harassment in the comic book store <laughs> i mean you know kind of give us your inspiration on that real quick uh, unfortunately yeah i have a lot of inspiration uh, with with the uh, harassment, um, so I worked in a comic book store. That there were a couple girls uh, that worked there, and a lot of nerdy guys kind of took that as, okay, you're a girl that works here. You're being nice to me, so I can uh, hit on you. And um, you know, we were very protective, not in the sense of like, I don't know, not in the sense of just like, oh, we need to protect you, but like always making sure. Unfortunately, that we had to keep an eye on because it's something I saw in every retail place I worked at, and it was something that it was seen that I definitely knew. Um, that I wanted to put in when I'd be working in my uh, different jobs, depending on where they were, there'd be times where something would happen and I'd just be like, oh, that's going to, that'd make a good scene or that'd make a good panel sequence. And I would kind of, you know, kind of keep it in my head, um, rework it if I had to, but then put it in. So a lot of that um, definitely was connected with real life, especially um, at the comic book store. Um, just because, you know, guys are just like, oh, she's a nerdy girl, likes comics. I want to marry her. You know, it's, Unfortunately, it was something that I experienced quite a bit, and you know, I didn't want to. I wanted to not shy away from some of the things that happened in retail. That you know, you know, about beyond the customer being a jerk, some of the stuff that just is like gross and and things that you know, not only uh, not not uh, you know, unfortunately, like guys don't have to deal with, but you know, things everything that happens uh, in a retail store, good and bad. Yeah, you know, like showing up to work hungover. <laughs> yeah, yep. That was all, that was also. Um, Thoroughly based on uh, a night I had with my friend. Wow. Uh, AJ. Um, and yeah, there were so many times where I was I was showing up hungover. There were other people showing up hungover. Um, and you just kind of had to work with it. And kind of like Mark says in the comic is like, cool, you get the day off. But oh, crap, I'm not getting paid now. Yeah. Um, got a question from Jared. Uh, what was your favorite positive retail experience? That's a really good question. Uh, Jared, you're the man. Um, so I, I worked in, when I worked at the watch store, um, we also did repairs. So people would come with their watches and um, we would send them off to the company and they, they would get them repaired. And I'm actually a huge uh, watch fan to, the, to this day, especially vintage stuff. Um, I don't have anything crazy expensive because I can't afford it. Um, but I, I do love uh, watches and kind of that old thing. I had a gentleman who came in with a watch um, that belonged to his dad that hadn't worked in a I think he said about a year 
and he wasn't sure what broke in it. It was just a very um, old watch. And um, we sent it out. It came back, and it was quite expensive. It was a pretty expensive repair. And I remember I had several conversations with him talking about it, saying, you know, you know, his, his whole thing is, well, is it worth it? And my whole kind of conversation with him was just like, I know it's a lot of money. Like, could you sell this watch and make money off it after this repair? No. But, like, this was your dad's watch, and this is how much it meant to you. And 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 to kind of go back, the watch was pretty beat up, like, pretty bad. Like, uh, hands were falling off, and I think, like, the case was, like, dent- like it, was, it was bad. Um, and uh, time went, he eventually agreed. Time went by, and um, I got the watch back. And um, I remember giving it to him, and I was so glad I was there. I remember I was even telling um, like people that work there, like, I live close to the mall. So I said, if he comes in for his watch, can you please text me? I want to see if I can come in so I can see his reaction, because um, it looked fantastic. Uh, I remember giving it to him, and he started getting choked up, because uh, he's like, this is my dad's watch. This is how it looked like you know, when he wore it. And he thanked me for uh, convincing him uh, to get it fixed. And um, that's something that, for me, will kind of always stick in my mind when it comes to really great uh, experiences with retail. Well, you know, I mean, we, we give it a, a lot of grief because for the most part, retail sucks. But yeah. every once in a while, you have those brief moments where, you know, you touch somebody and you do something yeah. that you feel good about. And, you yeah. know, and, and that's things that, you know, if your day is bad, you know, those are the kind of things that kind of, you know, keep you from jumping off the cliff. <laughs> they 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 do and uh, the tagline for the book is the best first job you ever had and it actually came from my best friend um and the reason i always say that is because the hours suck the pay sucks sometimes the boss sucks uh customers can suck but you can meet a lot of friends there or have experiences but mainly for me kind of gain a friends group of people around you um that can really change your life like i said you know i met my best friend best friend uh working at american eagle he met his wife working at american eagle and we always say it was we uh we thank our manager that hired them uh her because she was going back to boston to see her family and she actually requested like black friday and like the day after christmas like the day after christmas and um like all this stuff off and normally they would say hell no but uh they agreed and you know she eventually came back they started going out and kind of you know now they have uh now they have a kid so as much as retail can suck you know, like I said, I met my best friend and he met his wife uh, working there. Agreed. I don't think there's enough credit given to the the long lasting relationships that you do make in the business. Same here. Mm-hmm. You know, met my wife. You know, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. And and you know, a lot of the core people, you know, you know that I know that originally got involved in retail war zone. These are relationships I made in business, you know, the people that I worked with, you know, people that were like-minded. And I think, you know, that's another thing that really kind of sours people on the entire retail industry is we do not take those relationships for granted, but by God, the people we work for do. (laughs) <laughs> you know so uh irish connection i wanted to know do you do your own artwork i do not um i wish i could draw i've wanted to draw since i was a kid uh when i was a kid i wanted to be a comic book creator uh, but i was not blessed with the ability to draw but luckily for me i have uh surrounded myself with some incredible artists um issue one was drawn by one of my best friends sean Dillon, who 
Um, I've worked on some other comics non-retail related with um, as, as well as he has his own stuff and he's a fantastic artist. Uh, issue two and three were drawn by Keith Grasmick, uh, who was a guy I met in Chicago, um, who drew a lot of heavy metal, uh, heavy metal monsters and stuff like that. And I just loved how he worked with black and white. And I said, you should do a comic book about retail. Uh, but he really liked the idea, and he ended up doing it. And then the next issue, um, which is coming out, uh, issue four, um, is being currently drawn. Uh, it's actually being worked by um, by a guy named Jay Rollins, who's actually local to Philly with me. Um, so I would say I haven't, uh, so I don't draw them. I've been very lucky to be surrounded by extremely talented artists, um, you know, uh, to work with. And kind of a saying I, I have, and I probably stole it from somebody, and I say it with comics, but you could probably do it with anything, uh, any type of creative endeavor, is that always strive to be the least talented person on your team. Um, and I've always, and I've been extremely lucky uh, that I've surrounded myself with extremely talented people. So is your plan going forward? And, and I really think this is kind of cool if you do. Is your plan going mm-hmm. forward to have a different artist for each um, uh, edition? So originally that wasn't, like originally that wasn't something that really came to mind. Sean did issue one um, just because we were friends and then he had other things going on. So I had to find a new artist. as time went on. Um, I kind of like this idea and this is a very deep cut, a deep cut um, for people, but I'll try to. So there was a comic called American Splendor, um, which there's also a movie about it starring Paul Giamatti. It's amazing. It's about a guy um, uh, who is, just again, slice of life, just about his life. And he had um, a different artist draw it. And every artist kind of interpreted him a little differently, drew a little differently. And it's one of my favorite series. Um, And I remember my wife telling me, like, she she was like, oh, I really like that, you know, they're all kind of different. So what started out as an idea of just like, okay, I want to try to find eventually a stable artist kind of turned into, you know, maybe try to jump around a little bit and see what different people... Um, you know, really have uh, what their interpretation of Mark is, what their interpretation of just this world of retail is. How do they draw customers? And so um, as of now, that's the plan. I love Jay and I want Jay to at least do um, at least one more issue or um, after the one he's currently drawing, if he can. Um, but if not, like, I, I agree with you. I kind of actually kind of dig the idea of having different artists and how they interpret uh, this, the characters in the world I created. Yeah, because it, it, it's like you don't know what you're getting next, which is really <laughs> which is really kind of cool if you think about it. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, getting the next record from your favorite band. You don't know if they've changed mm-hmm. styles or whatnot, so you don't know what to expect. But if you dig it, you're looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where with a lot of big publishers, they want a consistent artist because they don't think that readers are going to keep reading it if the art keeps changing. But I've kind of gotten to the point um, that I kind of don't... Most big publishers aren't going to be interested in Slice of Life anyway. There just isn't enough of an audience there. Um, There's a couple publishers I love um, who I think wouldn't have as much of an issue with it. Um, But I need to get kind of more issues under my belt. Um, But as of right now, for me, it's a passion project. Um, It's something that a lot of people... Um, seem to enjoy and so I'm going to do it my way um, because you know that that's how I want to do it so as of right now uh, I'm going to kind of keep doing it the way that I want 
Uh, it's kind of funny. Luke with the win uh, said, did he say local to Philly? You're in my neck of the woods. And then Jared replied, <laughs> Steve is the king of Philly. <laughs> Jared's a good buddy of mine. Um, another great comic, cre- another great comic creator. Um, and uh, Philly is Philly is definitely a huge character when it comes to uh, the comic. Philly has always kind of been the little brother of New York and I hate it. And I think a lot of people in Philly hate it. Um so I wanted to um, really start putting um, an emphasis on uh, Philadelphia. Um, so like, you know, the first couple issues, it's mainly just the mall. Um, but the one thing I always kind of wanted to focus on is that I didn't want to just do life at the mall. That was always going to be kind of the hub. But it's more about the characters that you interact with. Yes, retail is, you know, the basis of the story. But these people's lives aren't just this job you know they have other things they want to do they're going to get they're going to find relationships they're going to go after their dreams and it's them basically doing that while also working in this uh you know crappy environment that they're that they're currently in but kind of to go with it um as issues go on there's more and more philadelphia uh that does get represented because you know it's my hometown I, i i uh I love Philadelphia and you know it's one of those things where like oh man I wish more comics showed Philly and I'm just like well I'm writing a comic and I can do what I want so you know what more Philly nice um I I will give you this I mean you you started out of the gate really really well with the character development (laughs) I mean you you really did so and and you know and to me, there's been a lot of things. I don't watch it anymore. You know, after they killed mm-hmm. off Carl, I, I got off the train. But, <laughs> but like The Walking Dead, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. when even from the storytelling aspect of the TV show, the character development was fantastic. And I think a lot of things missed that. Yeah. Um, I'm a very character driven person. Um, that's what really gets me into any type of media. Um, I've always said I can. Uh, one of my favorite comics of all time is uh, a Spider-Man comic, uh, which is just him and Mary Jane talking. And you don't need these action scenes to kind of create a great a great story. And that's kind of where it came from. Um, like you said before, a lot of the characters are based on people I know, but they're also based on experiences. Um, the uh, and I always say this isn't a spoiler because it's literally the first panel. But the first panel starts with Mark getting broken up with with uh, his longtime girlfriend, and kind of the one thing he saw as like this is going right, um, and a lot of things that she said were things that I've had a past girlfriend say to me. You know, there are things that I've heard and I've heard and I've said myself that are in this book. So for me, creating these characters was pretty easy because like I like kind of like I said before, they're based on particular people, but then also twisting things a little bit uh to fit the story but then also to kind of to make it a little more interesting um but at the end of the day i wanted to make them very realistic make it so anyone you know uh anyone could be like oh my gosh like i've been there oh my gosh i understand that and kind of uh you know put themselves in the story themselves absolutely uh irish connection asks are you going to do special issues like black friday christmas etc <laughs> I have had, I I guess I can quote unquote break it here. (laughs) Um, I have had an idea for a Black Friday issue for a very long time. And for those who don't know, um, comic books have things called annuals that would come out every year. 
um, and they were kind of a big to do. Like they like kind of had usually a big story in it or something. Not so much anymore, but like back in the day. And I will just say this, and I'll leave it out there. Uh, I am planning on doing a Black Friday issue. Yay! And I'll say, um, you talked about The Walking Dead. Maybe there's a little bit of inspiration there. Hot damn. Speaking of which, <laughs> did you see the trailer for the Black Friday movie? I didn't. I didn't even know that was happening. Yeah, Bru- I will definitely check it out, though. It's got zombies in it, and Bruce Campbell is the store manager. That's amazing. Yep. I mean, I, I always... I always um, I always talk about Black Friday and just being like, you know, people are like, well, like, you know, how crazy is Black Friday? And I'm just like, you do realize Black Friday has a death count, right? Like mm-hmm. people have died like this. The, it, it's it's insane. And how much it's changed, you know, um, people not even be able to go into Thanksgiving dinner anymore because they're opening, you know, uh, noon on on Thanksgiving Day to start with their doorbusters and all that. So for sure, uh, Black Friday actually. um had a pin that I was selling for a while that I'm going to start uh, get. A, I had to get a new batch of that says Black Friday Survivor because uh, it is Bravo. Whew, anyone? So so I'll I'll end it there. There is a Black Friday issue coming eventually, um, probably after um, the next uh, the kind of first arc is done. Um, and like I said, if you're a fan of Walking Dead, similar idea. Kick ass. All right. So Hero said Mall Santa edition. <laughs> <laughs> um, a hybrid hooligan asked what was it that finally pushed you to create the comic and leave retail um, so I was still working in retail when I created it um, kind of what it came down to was I've had this idea for a while I was walking around American Eagle one day and I, I fancied myself some type of writer um, and I hadn't written anything uh, very similar to Mark um, and I kept thinking about the office and saying you know like it would be really cool if there was an idea like I always thought like, oh, it'd be a really cool idea for a TV show um, if they did like office, but with retail. And that was always in my head. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll write a TV pilot or something like, you know, just in my head. And then one day I remember just thinking and I uh, I was just like that idea that I have. I really like it. But like, I'm, I'm not going to write TV pilot like I could do comics like I know artists. I can get actually get this done it's a lot easier than wrangling actors and all that and so eventually i kind of just said put up or shut up kind of thing um which is what i tell a lot of people who want to break into comics is that the easiest way uh to start making comics is just to start making comics and so i did it um sean like i said was one of my best friends and he agreed to draw at least the first issue for me um and that's kind of where it started and i got out of retail mainly just by you know I eventually worked at hotels, which by itself is a whole nother can of worms. And I really want to dive into different types of customer service in general. Um, I also worked as a tech support line um, for a, uh, for a software um, for uh, like a software, which was another full experience to itself. Um, So yeah, like I, I eventually got out of quote unquote retail um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to like you know that kind of stuff, but I always work in customer service uh, because I have these superpowers. I think a many, many retail workers has is that you can have someone either physically or uh, emotionally spit you spit at you in the face, and you can still smile right back at them. Mm-hmm. Well, in the comments section, Ball Shark says we had a person pay for their laptop on a stretcher after they punched the general manager. Oh my God! Wow! I. 
I, I'm trying to do like kind of crazy, um, you know, crazy things like that. Like I think people don't realize how intense some of this stuff can get. Oh yes, and how and how crazy it can be. Like I think they underestimate it. And I've I've always said like I want to put maybe something a little more intense into the book, but I also don't want to pull and. I don't know which generation will get this, but I never want to pull what I call a Degrassi, uh, which is pretty much putting things that are putting so many intense things that it almost becomes unrealistic right. to a point. Um, but I eventually want to do a more serious issue where something um, like that happens. As of now, it's littler stuff, um, you know, um, a customer, uh, you know, a customer just random, you know, you're on your break and the customer uh, sees you walking around the mall and asks you where something is and you're like, I don't know, and then they get mad because you're not being nice, even though you're on your break and it's not your job to tell them where things are. Um, you know, de- dealing with, um, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, ha- just customers in general and having them not treating you like a person. Yep. And, um, you know, and the other thing I kind of said is that one of the things, and this is, I'm not going to phil- philosophical, empathy is a thing that I really wish the world had a lot more of and for me part of me even if someone hasn't worked retail i would love if someone picked up this book and said that's a tough life like that's not easy like i always say like when people like say like i work retail or do whatever it's like every job is tough i was like you can get a ceo you know you can get this you can get freaking uh jeff bezos to go in and you give him you know, you put him behind the fryer at a McDonald's, he's not going to know what to do. Every job has its own obstacles and things that you have to learn. Every job is difficult, um, you know, but I, and I want to show that. I want to show, you know, just because someone works at a retail job, that doesn't make them less than anybody or anything. These are all people, and hopefully that, that comes across to anyone who uh, picks up the book. Well, I definitely agree on your, you know, empathy statement because, my mm-hmm. God, so many people like that at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. And like, you know, people are wondering why people don't want to work in retail and, you know, you hear stories about fistfights, you hear stories about people pulling guns, you hear stories about, you know, people assaulting someone and, you know, people aren't going to do that for, you know, 10 bucks an hour or less. So, um, I, I salute anyone. Like I wasn't working in retail a lot during the pandemic and I definitely know that, um, I'm going to be touching on that probably, um, not in the next couple issues, but if I do like a second arc, I definitely want to jump into that because that was a whole other monster um, that really, uh, I think, opened a lot of people's eyes. Yep. Uh, to kind of get back to the Philly thing a little bit, uh, Ball mm-hmm. Shark said, imagine the customer service pushback slinging steaks. Get the F out of here. Whiz or no whiz? I do know it. I do if he's asking my cheesesteak preference, I do. I, I don't do whiz. Uh, I, I would do whiz if I was like really drunk because um, <laughs> it like it, it that sits. So I do uh, onions, uh, onions with a uh, like American uh, with a uh, American or provolone. Uh, that's kind of my uh, cheesesteak order. I've 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 definitely uh, have had whiz and it's fine. But like, man, does that thing feel like a freaking brick in your stomach? <laughs> Nice. Uh, so uh, Joey K says, you know, talking about Black Friday and stuff like that and, and mm-hmm. customer interactions, like, or they peer into the back room window and knock on the door to ask for something. 
Yeah, like I've I've had I've had people kind of knock on like I I I was on my break and someone just walked into our back room and it's like, can someone help me? And I'm just like, you can't be here, <laughs> you know. And people just feel like they can do kind of do what they want, and it's 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 nuts. It's it's crazy. I, there's things that people did or I seen do that I would have no. I just would never even think about doing stuff like that. Yeah, and there, there's all these situations that I remember from my time in retail and crazy stories um, that that I that I put into to, that I put into the comic. Um, there's a couple in, in the next issue uh, for sure, and um, you know I, I'm always kind of picking, almost like picking my own brain and other people's brains of just like you know crazy circumstances and just playing the book because. You know, at the end of the day, it is kind of funny, but at the same time, it's like having people be like, can people really do that? Like, I will say that anyone who reads any of my books, everything that a customer does is very realistic. And anyone who's retail be like, yep, I've seen that. Or like, I've heard somebody deal with something like that. Yeah. And this kind of references the one of the panels in your comic, although... Um, I think in the comic, you still had your name tag. Uh, Hybrid Hooligan said, I've had a regular customer complain about me while I wasn't even in uniform or at work. I was shopping at another store and they kept asking me questions. <laughs> I, I've, I always said when I worked at King of Prussia that people could smell when you work there because I had the same thing happen. I had people come up to me on my day off. You know, American Eagle's uniform was just closed, so it wasn't like I wasn't in my uniform. Yeah, but people would come. People would come up and ask me where things were, and you know, they would uh, they would come up and uh, you know, and and uh, talk to me at Swords and be like, "Oh, where's this?" And I was like, "I, I don't work here." Never had anybody complain. Uh, that never happened. But uh, I had when I worked at uh, Omega, I had to wear a suit, um, and so that was a little bit different. A lot of people kind of figured like oh he works at one of like the fancy stores here um but the trick i eventually did was i would fake a french accent and start <laughs> like mumbling a little bit and then the person would be like oh i'm good because they don't want to deal with someone who has like a thick accent and that was my trick um towards my end of time to make sure that people didn't ask me um you know where uh where where something was oh here's a good one Irish Connection asked, do you draw any inspiration from those cringeworthy corporate human resource training videos? <laughs> that's a really, that's a really, really good. Um, that's a really, really good idea. I haven't had any, um, I haven't had too much experience with those in any place I've worked, actually. Um, I do remember, like, this is actually even before King of Prussia, like one of my first kind of uh, department store jobs in high school. They made you read like this huge manual like it was just like your entire first day was just reading this manual um and i just remember doing that and that was a pain pain in the butt i haven't had too many experiences when it came to videos uh those kind of videos but it's definitely something maybe you'll see down the line it's that's a really good idea i suggest you go check out the horror from hobby lobby known as give them the pickle that is actually a training out. thing. You could you could find it on Jeez. YouTube. It is it uh, it it was maddening, <laughs> absolutely maddening. <laughs> All right, so let's get a little nerdy here. Okay. DC or Marvel? <laughs> so um, I originally was a huge fan of Marvel, and I still am. Um, as I've gotten older, I've really enjoyed DC's characters because of the legacy. I'm also a huge comic book history nerd. Um, so and this is totally a cop out, but like 
I kind of don't have a favorite right now. I have favorite characters. I love Spider-Man. He's my guy. Um, but I also love Superman. I love Hawkman. Um, you know, uh, Green, uh, Green Lantern. Uh, I actually like Robin over Batman. Whoa! Uh, yeah, <laughs> some of the Robins are great. Bruce Bruce Wayne is you know Bruce Wayne, but I, I love I love some of the Robins. Um, I'm trying like Cap, Cap. So like I have characters that I like more than like I need to read a specific company when i was younger i would be like if an event happened at marvel i'd be like oh i have to read this because you know i'm a marvel fan and i've kind of gotten to the point now especially when you're in the industry you kind of hear stuff about people or how the corporations are so maybe become less fans of the corporation itself and more of a fan of the creator so i would honestly say now there are characters like i'll never drop spider-man um, I'll probably, I'll, you know, anything that has some of the older legacy characters in DC, I'll always pick up. Um, but I mainly go after like, you know, if there's a good artist or a good writer that I really like, um, and pick up those books. What about McFarlane? I was never, I, 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 I'm a fan of McFarlane, um, and what he did when it comes to a history of comics and what that means to him when it comes to that time frame, I'm not a huge fan um just because um that's when comics started getting a little darker um which did help the industry but i've always been kind of a fan of comics at the end of the day should also be fun um yeah because spawn was pretty damn dark it was very dark um and i kind of even have that in retail like i always uh they they, it, it can be dour and sad but i always try to put like a little bit of hope at the end because i always feel like that's like kind of realistic to to life sometimes but yeah uh, i'm not so much into to mcfarlane um like i love brian michael bendis um who's the guy uh who did uh, who worked at marvel for a very long for a very very long time um he he's a he's a fantastic writer uh alex robinson if anyone does love um retail and they are like someone said like a fan of kevin smith Box Office Poison, one of my favorite comics of all time and probably one of the biggest inspirations for uh, retail. Um, definitely recommend picking it up by Alex Robinson. Going to have to uh, check that out. De- uh, great book. Um, early, early 90s. So, like, there is some, there definitely is some clerk stuff in there, too, because, again, you're kind of going back in time. But anything by him uh, is uh, fantastic and highly recommend it. Well, I'm a little partial to McFarlane being a Kiss fan, and I thought the Psycho Circus <laughs> series was actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's it's just like, it, it's one of those things like comics are so different, like different, you know, some people like chocolate, some people like vanilla. Well, it's like we were talking about wrestling. Some people like AEW, yeah. some people like WWE. Yeah, you know. some people like New Japan and want to wake up at, you know, three in the morning to watch a show. That's devotion. So, Whew. Um, I, on, I only do that for uh, G1 Climate. I, I, well, I didn't do it this year, but I, I really only try to do that for Wrestle Kingdom. That's about it. Uh, Krista says, comics aren't fun. Steven, what are you saying? <laughs> Krista is also uh, an amazing person. Uh, yeah, they're right. Uh, comics, <laughs> comics com- I believe comics should be fun. Um, and that's kind of, uh, that's, I get, I don't know if it's a weird statement, but or not weird, but like it, it sounds very simple, but you know, I want comic, I, comics should be fun. I agree. Hybrid hooligan asks, which was your favorite con and have you had a booth? I have, I actually just got back from Baltimore comic con, which happened this weekend and it was fantastic. Um, 
if I have to say my favorite con that I've ever been to, and this is actually before I had retail, was uh, there's a con in Maryland in Bethesda called Small Press Expo. Um, and that is a con that specifically caters to independent comics. Um, and it's hard to get into um, because so many independent creators want to get into it. Um, but I did get in once and I loved it not just for it was a you know people that you know most people who go to conventions um, you know some of them are there to see the artists and writers and independent stuff but most people there see celebrities go to booze buy swag all that kind of stuff and you know I can't fault them for that because that's why they're going um, but small press expo specifically is for um, is for uh, you know indie comics and so people are there to look for indie comics and ones you know and and you know, find different new series that they want to read. And so, besides financially doing really well, um, it was great meeting um, a bunch of people. I love Baltimore this past weekend. Uh, one of my uh, one of my best friends, Michael Myers, was nominated for an award, and he didn't win. But you know, the fact he was nominated was really cool. Um, and uh, again, I did uh, well when it comes to selling the book. Uh, had a lot of people that were very interested, and a lot of non comics readers, or uh, you know, just people who wanted to uh you know just at least check it out so uh baltimore was also was also great um but anyone who is a comics fan small press expo um if you can go fantastic show any hopes to go to the big boy in san diego there's always the hope of that uh san diego itself is so big and new york itself has actually gotten i would say just as big as san diego but san diego is always going to kind of have that crown um I would love to go to San Diego. Um, getting tables is tough. I bet so. Um, but um, actually going there and per- like the thing for me is like being a professional now. The cost of flying, getting a hotel, um, you know, and all that for me isn't worth it if I'm not going to possibly be making some uh, <laughs> some some money there. Um, so I probably won't go until I get a table, um, or like some, one of my friends goes and we're able to kind of table together. Um, just because for me, like, you know, the money just isn't, you know, it's a cool environment and I love going to New York Comic Con because it's kind of a similar environment. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I don't go there for the most part to have, I'm not, not that it's not fun, but. I don't go there as a fan. I'm going there as, you know, a, a professional now. Right. And, and you know, and it's got to be financially plausible. You know, you just don't want to start yeah. jetting to every con you can get to, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I would I would love I would love to, but uh, my wife would probably not uh, <laughs> agree to all of that. Uh, speaking of your wife, Hero had asked, did you marry someone who loved comics as well? I actually didn't. Um, she is a huge theater fan. Um, I will say she probably knows more about comics than a lot of people just via osmosis. Um, but she was someone who was, I would say the biggest, you know, she was someone who really supported me. Um, on our first date, I actually said to her, Hey, I want to make it in con. I want to write comics. Um, that's a dream of mine. That's not going away. If you aren't supportive of that, it's been fun. Nice knowing you, but it's just not going to work out. And, um, she said, of course, like I, 
I would, you know, I wouldn't ever step in that. And that hasn't changed. Now, she's definitely someone who kind of keeps my feet on the ground when it comes to, you know, the money part of it and all that. But she's been my biggest supporter of everything. And, uh, you know, Alex Robinson, who I talked about before, his biggest advice to anyone was if you want to make it in comics, find a supportive spouse. I was very lucky that I was able to, uh, you know, to find someone who really believed in my dream. And, and she loves retail. Um, some of my comics, it's not up her alley. Um, but she likes retail just because she worked in, you know, similar stuff as well. Yeah, I'm very blessed to have a a, a spouse that is extremely supportive of mm-hmm. a, a very juvenile 51 year old. So <laughs> I, I can't. You're you're spot on there. Um, so you got some peeps in the chat. Micah Meyer says, "Yay, my name." Um, <laughs> Jeff Ryder says, in all caps, "Steve's wife is awesome. She also loves Disney. Be cool." She does. She she got me into she got me into Disney, which is a whole other aspect of customer service, which is which is not. I don't know if you ever interviewed anybody who's worked for like in one of the parks. Oh, I'd love to. But, <laughs> but if you, I could, if you can find someone, there is some very interesting things that uh that they have to deal with of just keeping this facade of this perfect uh, world. Right. Um. Let's see. Oh, this is a good question. Iris asks, what real-world CEO or corporation would make the most, the, the best comic villain? Jeff Bezos is Lex Luthor, isn't he? Oh, well, d- d- like, ding, at, ding, at, ding. At this point. Yep, I think like, you win that one. Yeah, like, the, du- the dude is, uh, the dude is, um, you know, is, is Lex Luthor. He looks like him. And, uh, what is it? Um, when he went to, like, is, is it okay if I say, the rocket ship that he went up looked like something. You, you can say it. It looked like a dick. Yep. And I'm a hundred percent like that. Like people are looking at it like, oh, it looks like a dick. Like that was done on purpose. That was a hundred percent done on purpose because that's who he is. And so, yeah, if, if anyone was a supervillain, it's Jeff Bezos. It, it, like it makes sense. I, yeah. Like it's Musk is probably up there too. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of other ones, but it's been a definite joke in the comics to me that Jeff Bezos basically became Lex Luthor. Or Dr. Evil. Yeah. Because <laughs> the whole big thing, yeah, 100%, he could be Dr. Evil. Somebody needs to bring he would, clone, he would clone himself, no problem. <laughs> Mike Myers needs to come out of retirement ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ball Sharks asked, uh, parallels between artist business and retail. Is the comic business as messed up as the retail business corporately? Yeah. <laughs> in some ways, in some ways, a little, um, even a little bit worse. Um, I, I love the comic book industry. I, I love it so much and mainly like retail for the people. Um, like I said, I have some friends in the chat, which is, um, fantastic and you know we're very supportive of each other and my phrase for the past year has been uh, high tides high tides raise all ships uh, we're all working together to make this industry better uh, for a lot of ways um, unfortunately for a lot of people that work in comics um, it's their dream and a lot of companies take advantage of that um, you know either with low pay bad contracts um, that we really don't have any control of and there has been some strides recently especially to kind of uh, say, you know, you don't need us, uh, or not, sorry, we don't need you, you need us. Um, but unfortunately, kind of with any big corporation, it's scuzzy when you get towards the top. You know, I think John Oliver kind of said it once, it was like, if you love an industry, don't, you know, uh, don't find out how the sausage is made because it's just going to make you sad. 
Um, but unfortunately, when you get involved heavily with something, you're always going to get to that point. Um, I love comics. Um, I will always love comics. Um, but as of right now, and kind of like we're talking about Marvel and DC, it's not because I love Spider-Man. It's not because I love you know, Superman or anything like that. It's because the people that are in the industry with me, the support that I have uh, of my friends um, who are making incredible works and all of us working together to say, um, you know, and kind of almost like the retail workers are doing now of kind of saying like, hey, we shouldn't be treated like this. We need, we need, you know, we should be treated better. And, um, you know, hopefully in both industries uh, that happens. Is there a lot of gatekeeping in the industry? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Unfortunately, there's still a lot of gatekeeping when it comes to um, fans saying that you need to know X, Y, Z to really be a true fan, which is the dumbest thing in the entire world. Um, to like, you know, unfortunately, it's still very much a boys network. You know, uh, they're, they're trying to make it better. But, um, you know, a majority of the people that are in charge are, you know, white men and they're making strides um, to make things better, but at the same time, we're still seeing to see if those uh, strides are being done as kind of like a pandering of just saying, oh, look what we did, or if it's actually something that they're trying to make uh, the industry better. Wow. Uh, Proto Rage asks, what's the best way to order your comics? I live a few states to the south. If you can find a local comic book store, um, I always recommend that. Um, but uh, honestly, digital is... Is, is he, I don't know if they're talking about mine or if they're talking about in general. Talking about yours. Uh, oh, mine. Um, so uh, if you go uh, to uh, my Twitter, uh, at the very top, I have a landing page that I've created um, where you can order where you can order uh, my comic. Uh, the website is retail.aweb.page forward slash i dash love dash comics, which I know is a lot, but like I said. If you go to my Twitter page, Steve underscore Petro, which is P-E-T-R-O, at the very top, I have a pinned tweet. Uh, you click on there, um, and you're able to buy issues uh, one, two, and three, or you can uh, you know, get yourself a little deal, buy all three at the same time. So um, I ship anywhere, so um, you know, feel free to uh, pick it up there. I'll ship it out to you uh, personally myself. Um, I do have that link actually in the description of the video as well. There you go. See, uh, I can uh, do the YouTube thing. See the link below. Yes. Uh, Irish Connection asks, do you ship internationally? If you want to buy it, I'll ship internationally. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Irish. Uh, uh, I also have a digital version. Um, if you um, if you go to uh, my site as well or just even send me a DM, um, I can send you a digital version uh, if you would rather do that. Um, but... Irish uh, Irish Connection, if you are in Ireland, if you want to buy it, feel free. I think um, just the fact of sending my first comic internationally, hey, I'm up for it. It's awesome because, you know, he wound up getting like the retail Warzone t-shirt and coffee mug and all that mm -hmm. stuff, you know, roaming around over in Ireland. And, and I think that's just, <laughs> that's just amazing. So, yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah. It's worth it for that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Hero says, buy all three. You'll be mad if you don't. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, I think yeah, you reached out to me on Twitter uh, about that, and that means a lot. Um, I always like to try to get people to look at all three because I think it. I, I try to tell kind of individual stories with each one, but once you get all three, I think you're starting. You you really start to get into the story and meeting more of the characters, um, 
and so that's why I kind of always done the thing where you know giving you a little bit of deal with you bio three because you know I, I think it, that gives you uh, a better chunk of uh, what's going on. I, I agree with you there. Uh, Luke of the Wind says, if I can ask, what was your more enjoyable? As in, you loved to do it. It was a great jab at someone, etc. Comic or story to do. Um, like well, uh, if it's it's a if it's one I've worked on. Um, I mean, retail is is up there. Retail is my passion project. Um, but outside of that, um, I worked on a book with uh, the artist who did issue one, Sean Dillon, a book called Sweetie, which was the first comic I ever put out, uh, which was about a little girl. Um, who kind of trains herself and becomes a superhero um, and is just awesome. And her first, uh, her first, uh, the first issue take, takes place in a mall um, because we were both working at the comic book store at the same time. So he kind of came up with this idea. I helped him kind of flush it out and kind of come up with more kind of like you were saying, like he was very much about like the big plot idea and I kind of helped round up the characters and kind of come up with that stuff and so we co-wrote it together um that's also available um on the site in the link uh if you first is retail scroll down you'll see sweetie uh it takes you to amazon where you can pick that up um but i i love that book um mainly because it's the first it it, it was the first time i felt like man you know i did it i made something so um thoroughly enjoyable and to this day sean is one of my best friends and uh we're both very proud of it um this, this is actually pretty good uh when we were talking about, you know, your issues or whatnot, uh, Matt Harding wants to know how much for you to do a dramatic reading. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know. You throw an extra 10 or 20 in there. I'll do I'll do a dramatic (laughs) reading. Uh, again, you know, again, audiobook version. I I've got the characters, uh, you know, uh, voices in my head, hundred percent. Um, I know Matt. Matt's a good guy. Uh, we'll, we'll, I don't know, Matt. We'll talk about it on the side. I can do a special <laughs> performance for you. Uh, Hybrid Hooligan asks, do you have a schedule for your releases? Being an independent comic creator, I don't have an exact schedule. Most comics come out monthly. Just, again, being an independent comic creator and, you know, um, going by that, uh, it's you can't automatically say, hey, this is what's going to happen. You know, the artist that's currently... Um, working on issue 4J is getting married. You know, I'm going to be at his wedding and I'm not going to be like, hey man, you know, I know, I know you're getting married, but we need to get this done. Like, you know, it's, it's an independent comic. It's a, it's a passion project. And Jay, again, is a friend. So um, if he needs the time, he needs the time. And then again, everything's kind of done by us. Once he's done, I send it over to, you know, someone to letter it and I print it. So, um, it all kind of comes out. The best thing I can say is, you know, follow me on Twitter uh, at Steve underscore Petro P E T R O, um, and there will be any updates um, are always going to be on there. Awesome! I got I got to give a shout out to uh, Luke of the Wind. Yes, Luke, I, I, I know that you're Philly essential. He said, "Speaking of the retail war zone shirt, that's my Halloween costume for work this year. We are doing zero <laughs> fucks given." <laughs> Bravo! Uh, that's a great costume. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, so we're sitting right at an hour. Um, Stephen, thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, of course. It it it, it was uh, fantastic. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I I had a blast. Yeah, I mean, and and that's what we try to do. And like I said, you know, 
I have like this hall of fame kind of thing that I do in the video descriptions going forward after every episode. So like, for instance, you know, with you, um, there's a section in the description of the video that says like war zone swag or something like that. And then uh, it lists all these people that's been on our show and this links to where to buy. So you are now forever added to that list. So if anybody thinks, Oh God, I forgot what his, his Twitter at is. And I, and I don't remember how to order the comic. Go to the video. Any video from here on out is going to have the link there for you to get the retail comics. So fantastic. Yeah. So that is awesome. Uh, is, do you have any last words, sir, before we go? Um, uh, everybody working in retail out there, you know, we all know it's the best, worst job you've ever had. Uh, especially now, uh, retail is really tough and we're people are dealing with things that they never thought they'd have to. Um, be nice to each other and you know that person that's next to you you know you know always help them up like i said you know uh those friends that you surround yourself with you know cherish them because you know they're the ones that are going to get you through everything awesome that is great so the replay for this obviously will be up as soon as it processes and then i should have the actual audio version up uh usually it's up by midnight on on the actual podcast site so it'll be available for everybody there um so once again steven thanks for being on i I really really enjoyed this we're gonna have to do like an offshoot like soon we'll we'll have a we'll have a retail war zone uh like wrestling episode that ought to be great (laughs) i would love it i i I would absolutely love that yeah for sure 100 percent. that'd be a lot of fun all right everybody thanks everybody for watching and showing showing up and participating in the stream and whatnot and uh, we will see you next week Everybody have a good night.